Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast is all about rethinking alcohol. This episode is airing on July 5th. And here in the U.S. at least, it's the final day of the 4th of July long weekend. In other words, it's a popular time to drink too much. This week of episodes is for everyone, but especially anyone who is waking up today feeling any kind of negative way about how much they had to drink this weekend and who might be feeling ready to make a change, whether that means taking a closer look at your alcohol consumption or taking a break with a dry July. In other words, this episode is for anyone who is sober curious. This really isn't a new topic. I found many articles from 2019 about how being sober curious was the big trend, which is also when a couple of big books on the subject came out including the book called Sober Curious by Ruby Warrington and Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker, which has over 4,000 reviews on Amazon. Today's big idea is that now is a particularly great time to give your relationship to alcohol some loving attention and thought. Because not only are we coming off of July 4th weekend, but we're also coming out of a global pandemic. During quarantine, it was easy for alcohol to take on a different role. Maybe it wasn't so much about getting loose and having fun, and more about dealing with stress and coping with uncertainty. It's very understandable if it started to feel like something you needed, and not just something you did for fun. Although there's another reason why now is a good time to rethink drinking. After you live through anything big and scary, it gives you a fresh perspective on life. That life is short, and it can be upended in a flash. That insight can fuel a desire to be honest about how you're living now versus how you want to be living. That makes right now the perfect time to reevaluate what you've been giving your time, energy, brain space, and money to. So this week, let's just see what's ready to be seen in terms of our relationship with alcohol. I just want you to know I am not here to preach or proselytize, I promise. This is a judgment-free zone. But alcohol is something I've been rethinking for the past six months, and I feel like I have some insights to share. I'm also here to tell you that it can be done. I'll tell you a little bit more about my journey and give you some steps to get started right after this break. A lot of times we reach for a drink because of the way we're feeling emotionally. For me, feeling depressed and drinking too much go hand in hand. 
Other people reach for a drink when they're feeling anxious. And for so many of us, the past year has definitely been challenging on the mental health front. If you think you could benefit from some mental health help, you are by no means alone. Brightside is there for you. Brightside helps you get personalized anxiety and depression care from your own home. Go to brightside.com better to get started. And within 48 hours, you're connected with your expert provider to start your personalized treatment plan. Join thousands of Brightside members taking back their lives. Take your free mental health assessment and get up to $100 credit on your first month of treatment at brightside.com better. That's brightside.com better. And one last time for the people in the back, that's brightside.com better. Welcome back. I entered the category of sober curious after we went to visit friends in the Catskills over this past New Year's. Since it was muddy, there wasn't a lot to do outside. And since it was COVID, there wasn't a lot to do indoors. So we stayed home a lot. And truth be told, we drank a lot of wine. One night, several glasses of wine in, we were playing Taboo. And I was giving my husband such a hard time about the clues he was giving. I didn't think they made sense. That he got really offended and stopped playing mid-game. I came home from that trip feeling bad about the way I acted exhausted because I hadn't slept well, and bloated. I was just like, eh, I feel like I need to clean things up. So I stopped drinking for the rest of January. And then that felt so good that I kept going through February. Since then, I have started having alcohol again, but I've been keeping it to somewhere between one and three drinks per week. For me, and I know it doesn't or can't exactly work this way for everyone, but I've come to see that sobriety is a spectrum. Most of us have been taught that you either drink and you're totally fine with alcohol or you're an alcoholic and should never touch this stuff again. When the truth is, there is no one size fits all solution. And thinking that you're either okay to drink as much as you want or you can't have any at all, it doesn't leave a lot of room for having a very moderate, by society's terms, alcohol intake. I fully understand that alcoholism is a disease. But I also think that our society pathologizes only extreme drinking because alcohol is a huge moneymaker. If it's only a problem if you have full-blown alcoholism, then you can keep drinking your three glasses of wine or what have you a day and you're all good. But it might really not be serving you all that well. Our culture's obsession with drinking shows up in obvious ways. You can't go to a restaurant without getting the drink menu set down first thing or any live event without there being a bar. And it shows up in more insidious ways, too. Like, for example, I just googled rosé t-shirt and I got 12,700,000 results in 0.84 seconds. Thanks, Google, for telling me that. Alcohol is ingrained in our celebrations, our daily rituals, our economy, and our consciousness. I can tell you that when you start to question what role you want alcohol to play in your life, you will start to notice that it is every damn where. If you're listening to this episode, clearly you're at least a little intrigued by rethinking drinking. And one of the fundamental truths of being a better person is that awareness is always the crucial first step in the process of change. 
a good way to raise that awareness is just to notice when and where and why you get the impulse to have an alcoholic beverage. Is it because it's five o'clock or because you've had a hard day or are you bored or are you out to dinner and it's just what you always do? Are you alone? Are you with someone else? If it's someone else, who is it? Is it always the same person or is it anybody? So this is your tiny assignment to notice when you get an impulse to drink. If you want to build on that initial awareness, get curious and ask yourself two questions. They are, why now? And this is a simple check-in. Are you feeling blue? Are people coming over? Just ask and listen and don't bat away whatever answer you hear. Be honest, but also be loving. Remember, judgment-free zone. And then the second question is, what else? Is there something else you could do that would fulfill that need? Whether that's making yourself a tasty non-alcoholic beverage, or putting on some music, or going for a walk, or what have you. Again, just ask and listen to what comes up. So you want to notice why you want to have a drink. And then to take it another step, ask why now? And then what else? We're going to keep it simple. That's it. Just see what's there to be seen. And then make whatever choice makes sense for you in that moment, whether that means having a drink or not having a drink. By asking yourself these questions, though, you will be making a conscious choice. Since my dry January, I've really enjoyed the process of rediscovering other ways to take the edge off and let my hair down and be silly. I'll share those insights in other episodes this week. And I'm actually going to be interviewing two experts this week. First up is Sarah Kate, founder of the website Rethinking Drinking, who I'll be talking to about the negative and surprising effects of alcohol. And Michelle Smith, who describes herself as a retired wine mom, who's going to help us understand how to tell if our drinking has become problematic and what recovery looks like today. So come on back, or if you're catching up, keep listening. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 